Dear brothers, dear sisters, I greet you all worldwide, you who are listening or who are watching in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sadly, we can still not meet in Zurich, but we are grateful to God that we can hear the word via the internet, the word which was which is given to us, is our spiritual food. And this spiritual food, there is no lack, there is enough of it. So we can thank the Lord that we always can sit at the richly prepared table of the Lord. Despite this pandemic, we are grateful to God for we are in His care. Psalms 91. I would like, before Brother Frank brings us the word, I would like to read a couple of verses of, Apost of the Apostle Paul. We know that Paul, under the name of Saul, he persecuted the believers. But on his journey to Damascus, he had an encounter with the Lord. The Lord spoke to Ananias, This man is for me a chosen vessel. Book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 15. Now, I would like to read a couple of words from Colossians. Colossians, chapter 2, verses 1 to 15. For I would that you know what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. That their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God. And this mystery is Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. 
rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Dear brothers, dear sisters, to the Lord be the praise and the thanks for these wonderful words. Now we want to pray. Faithful Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this food which you give us today. Bless our beloved brother Frank who will give us today the food. I just said we have enough food but the Lord will open our hearts and ears that also these words which we will hear now bring forth fruit in us. 
We can just bless and praise the Lord for His kindness, for His love and faithfulness that He continues to lead us on the way to Him. Lord Jesus, forgive where we have failed. Let us walk to meet you. I thank you, I praise you, and I will give you all the glory in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, in the Lord, I also would like to greet all of you and wishing us together God's richest blessing. We are so grateful that we can hear God's holy word and the word which Brother Keller was reading later on we will briefly touch upon. Firstly, many, many greetings from Zurich, from Switzerland, addressed to all brothers and sisters in all peoples and tongues and also from all over Europe. And likewise, I would like to extend the greetings when I think about that the whole world can listen and can experience and all express their greetings, their thankfulness, may the blessing of the Almighty God really in a full measure come upon all of us. We are in great expectation. We know, based upon the promises in the Word of God, that the Lord will finish His work with His Church and that we have come in this last phase of the time of grace. We have come very close to the end now. Not only we understood this as Bible believers, but also others notice that it will not go on like this for a long time. We regret that gatherings cannot take, cannot take place as before. But we are grateful that it can come to fulfillment in all the world in all countries where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. 
And if you think about that through the transmissions the word of the Lord comes home into every house, into every dwelling place, to every family, all, basically all can hear, see and having part in it. Nobody needs to sit into a plane or to sit into a car and to travel. All can hear and see where they just are and stay. Also for this, we are grateful that the old sermons can be played anew. And I say it time and again. I hear the sermons of Brother Brenham from the 60s. And you all know precisely what the Lord determined. Namely, that he Our beloved brother William Brenham, that he should bring the last message before the return of Christ. That he should store in the spiritual food, the hidden word. And that the time would come in which this spiritual food would be given out. And I think time and again on the first promise which God has given to Abraham in thee All kindreds of the earth shall be blessed. And then I think on the great commission of our Lord. Therefore, go into all the world. And then I think on that what Brother Brenham repeatedly said that the last message will cover the whole earth. And this really took place in the past 55 years by His grace in all peoples and tongues. The last message was proclaimed and all who are of God hear, believe and may experience their preparation by His grace. Then I have a short admonition to all ministering brethren in all peoples and tongues. If it is not always possible to reproduce everything just as clearly through the translations, please, 
Do not pass on misunderstandings. Wait until it has become clear. Please, do not spread anything anymore what could bring discord. Let us speak in every way the same language of God. Being of one mind and understanding, passing on the revealed word. There are, of course, many questions into which we cannot go here into detail today. We will soon, we will see how it will be in the future. Some want to know whether the relatives, whether the relatives who are part of the family, whether they become believers. According to the scripture, you and your house shall be saved. There are families in which the children are still walking on their own ways and the parents are worried. There are really various urgent questions which are asked, then even about marriage and so forth. Today we are at the precious word which we got read now by Brother Keller and we will deepen ourselves a bit in it. But I really have one request that all true believers would read the Holy Scripture as if the Lord would speak personally with them right now. And afterward, we will read still a word concerning the epistle of Paul who just said, when you read it, then pass it on about an epistle actually nothing is preached about. The letter is addressed to someone personal. And if in the Holy Scripture, the Apostle Paul, and this we may really say, that God, that, that he wrote about every Bible subject, we think here, on the precious letters to the Corinthians, just so powerful. In, the, in 1 Corinthians 7, about marriage. In 1 Corinthians 11, about that, what we must have before our eyes. God, Christ, husband, wife, And then it continues in chapter 12 about the ministries and gifts in the church. And it continues 
in chapter 13, especially about the love. And there he says, and if I would know all the mysteries, and if I would have all the faith, but if I would not have the love of God in me, what would I be then? And then, in chapter 14, about the ministries, once again, he who should, how a prophet should come on the scene, how a service should be held, was not everything written down? Don't we have the Bible in our homes? Can we not all read and respect what is written therein? And then even in chapter 15 about the return of the Lord and what would happen at that time. Chapter by chapter, letter by letter, written. And we just need to read and to respond to it, to line up with it, and to ask God that he gives grace, that everything what is written, that it can be manifested in our lives, in our personal life, in marriage life, in family life, in church life, This is the last time period in which everything must be restored. Not only doctrinally, but in the church, in the family, in marriage. Everything must be put in a biblical order by grace. And for this, we are grateful to the Lord that he has sent his servant and prophet to make us alert and he proclaimed the whole plan of salvation of God and we may receive everything. Now just one word addressed to our brothers in Africa who celebrate their weddings totally differently as we do. Please leave us alone and we leave you alone. May just everything take its course in peace and, not one, and may not the one want to correct the other, but that all submit to the pattern in the Holy Scripture and thus are blessed. Now, I will ask Brother Borg that we go into the word from Colossians to a couple of verses and then a bit on. Please. Colossians 2 from verse 9 to 15. 
Colossians 2 from verse 9 to 15. I start with verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Amen. In whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. Here we stop a bit. Firstly, putting off the old man, dying with Christ, as Paul expressed it in his letter. I am crucified with Christ. Now I live no longer, but Christ lives in me. And then Paul connected the baptism with that the man who died to himself, who has put his own eye into death, now I live no more, but Christ lives in me, who died with Christ, he can be buried with him. And it's really very much upon my heart. As in the earthly, only the dead are buried. That we really, in baptism, only bury those by immersion, burying them to then lift them up unto a new life. That it's not only a administration of baptism which we perform, but that's, that it's a biblical administration of baptism to have died with Christ, to have been buried with Him through water baptism and then rising with Him unto a new life by the power of God. And as we just read now, in Him, our Redeemer, 
dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily here on earth. And we as the redeemed, we may receive this fullness of God in us. And live unto the Lord a well-pleasing life by His grace. Let us read on. We read verse 13. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh has He quickened together with Him having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Amen. Here we stop a bit. What a gospel. What a happy message of salvation. All the letter of requirements, everything was written down. Every transgression, all sins we, we, which we committed, and which will still commit if God does not give grace. And what happens and what has happened on the cross of Calvary, this handwriting of requirements, let me say it here, God on purpose introduced the law in order to write down the letter of requirements and to catch us in the transgression, to convict us that we have become guilty. And then our Lord and Redeemer who has written down the law, he takes then everything upon himself in his body of flesh to, to forgive all our sins which we would commit in the body of flesh, to take them upon himself and to pay the price and to shed the blood of the new covenant and to give us the forgiveness, the reconciliation, the grace and eternal life. Thanks be to God. I assume that Brother Keller had these thoughts in him. Let us read on. 
we read from Romans, chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, Romans 6, verse 3 and 4, know ye not, that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. Amen. Blessed and praised be our Lord. Here Paul, in the, in the letter to the Romans, he once again went into the detail of baptism, being buried with Christ and to have been raised unto a new life. Brothers and sisters, let us always visualize what really happened for us. And that God has given the completion in everything as certain as our Lord died, so certain we died with Him, as certain as He has taken our sin and guilt upon Himself, so certain He has taken them away from us and we are free as certain as he went down to hell. So certain we don't have to go anymore into hell. And as certain as he ascended into heaven, so certain we will also meet the Lord in the clouds and be taken up into glory. These are all divine realities. Although, there for instance for us, the return of the Lord, the resurrection of those who sleep in Christ and our changing These are things which are still before us. But with God, everything is already completed. Everything is done already, finished, accomplished. And when the time will be fulfilled, then it happens. And we will have a full part in it. Yes, we may say, what a full gospel, what a grace God has given us. And I repeat, the Lord God 
has also given us the grace to recognize time and hour in which we arrived now. Let us read on. Ephesians chapter 4 Verse 22 to 24. Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. That according to the deceitful lusts. Also this, beloved brothers and sisters, not only addressed to all the youth, but addressed to all of us, that we really find grace before God that we can say honestly and sincerely, Thy will be done in my life. Take everything from me, what cannot stand before you. And that we really, on the deep inside, are renewed by His grace. Please. Verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Amen. Amen. Does it have to be preached about this anymore? Or is it enough that we all look at it as a letter which was written to us personally? Then it doesn't have to be preached about it anymore. Then we were told in this letter personally of the Apostle, We were told already what the Lord expects from us and what He likes to do in our lives. It continues. We read from Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 7 to 9. Hebrews 5 from verse 7 to 9. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Amen. Let us stop here a bit. Our beloved Lord, who really, and let me say this here, out of full conviction, there is only one God, there is only one Lord, 
And the Lord of the Old Testament is the Lord of the New Testament. The God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. That our beloved Lord, in whose image Adam and we were created, came on this earth into a body of flesh and in this body of flesh, especially on his way to the cross, yes, in Gethsemane, He, was, he, he wrestled, he cried, he supplicated. And here we are just reading with strong crying coming before him who answers prayers. Here we have the ideal, our example that if in our lives the Spirit of God starts to work, then of the prayer becomes a supplication, and of the supplication becomes a wrestling. And brothers and sisters, I confess it before the Lord, that I walk up and down, and I say, Lord, I feel like crying, not only to pray, Not just to wrestle and to supplicate, but Lord, let it happen in me that my will is your will and that everything what you ordain for me and for the church, that it also takes place. But let me also say it honestly. Only if this inner need comes upon us and when we feel that we are not yet there where we should be, we are not yet that what the Lord wants to make out of us and it becomes in a such an inner trouble that we not only go into prayer, but into supplication, into wrestling. Say, Lord, Lord, how long? How long? When will you do it in me and with me? And then, as we just read, then we get the answer. As the Redeemer has taken our place here in the body of flesh. And it's written, and he got hurt in his fear. So you, beloved brother, you, beloved sister, you will get hurt when you come in this way to your God as our Redeemer has come in your inner need and desperation, then you and I, then all of us, we will get hurt and we will praise our Lord. It continues. Verse 8. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience 
by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them who obey him. Amen. Also here, we must stop a bit. In obedience, obedience is the most important. And as certain it is written here of the obedience of the Redeemer, it's written of the obedience of the redeemed. As he had to go through all the sufferings, so also we have to go through various sufferings and troubles. And God tries us. And he sees the faith connected with the obedience. And also we will be crowned as believers who are obedient. As our Lord was crowned. It continues. Colossians. Chapter 4. Verse 16. Colossians 4, verse 16. And when this epistle is read among you, cause, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. Thanks be to our Lord. Once again the thought, when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also and passed on in the church of Laodicea. Brothers and sisters, what a grace that we can read all these, these epistles, whether Peter has written them, whether James or John or Paul, whether Malachi, whether Isaiah, whether Jeremiah, whether Ezekiel, all have written, all have written. And behold, the summary came. Please, dear brothers and sisters, tell me, how could the Old Testament be summarized, which was written by various persons over thousands of years? Who took care for it that from Genesis 1, verse 1, up to Malachi, the last chapter and the last verse, everything could be written down when it happened, how it happened, everything could be written down, even and then in the summary, as a book, Firstly, as the Torah, 
the five books of Moses. And then, as the overall Old Testament, and brothers and sisters, let us say it clearly, in our time, we could experience it, that the Lord write these scriptures which refer and apply to our time that are coming to fulfillment now that we got them preached. How often we have said it here and how often I can still say it when the time was fulfilled, it hap something happened at the first coming of Christ. He who likes to read it precisely, he can read it precisely. Whether in Matthew chapter 3, whether Mark 1, whether from Luke 1, exactly everything was reflected and the Old Testament prophecies were placed biblically. This is the man on whom this word refers and applies. What the Lord spoke through the prophet Isaiah. If one just becomes still while reading the New Testament, just making a pause and looking on the verses and then sees how the connection was established from the Old to the New Testament and then again from the New to the Old Testament. Just wonderful The time was fulfilled and all religious leaders, all priests, all elders, all continued as until then. But there was a man sent from God. All of a sudden, and we all know precisely that his arrival was made known to Zacharias. The angel Gabriel came and told him precisely what would happen and for what John would be on the earth and would have a ministry. Everything was said unto us in the Holy Scripture in a very precise way and was written down. And I say it, I like to say it, if the one who counted it, counted rightly how many scriptures and prophecies were fulfilled at the first coming of Christ, I believe he counted 109. I, I'm just so happy that God watched over his word. And when the time was fulfilled, it happened. And also, John, the prophet, didn't know who the Messiah is. And he was told, upon whom you see the Spirit 
the Holy Spirit descending, it is him. And then he could say, this I have seen and I proclaim it to you. Just so wonderful what happened at the first coming of Christ. But now we are living very, very close before the return of Jesus Christ. Many call it the second coming of our Lord. He has given the promise in John 14, I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again to take you unto myself. But then the Lord, in the Old and in the New Testament, he has given promises. And brothers and sisters, It's just so important to understand the biblical language. Also when the Bible speaks of the day of the Lord, of the time of grace, of the acceptable time. And when Paul writes to the Corinthians, this is the day of salvation, the day of grace. But this day will come to an end. And then comes the day of the Lord. And the Holy Scripture says, whether in the prophet Joel, whether of Paul written, whether written of Peter, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. The heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. But before this terrible day of the Lord comes, the day of wrath, the day of reckoning, the day of judgments of God, the Lord, of course, has given the promise, Behold, I send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Just say Amen. Just thank the Lord once that we have everything in writing before us, that we don't have a theory, that nothing is said, but only that what is really written. John the Baptist knew who he was and he testified of that for what the Lord has sent him in the same way. And we don't make a secret out of it. May people say what they like. For my part, let them say they run after a man by the name of William Brenham. The question is very simple, which I have. Whom do you follow? Whom do all Catholics follow? Whom do all Protestants follow? Whom, are all, whom follow all the Baptists? Whom follow all the Methodists? Whom follow all the 
Jehovah's Witnesses, whom follow all the Adventists. Do they follow Ellen White or Russell or him or him? But we follow not a William Branham, but we follow the Lord Jesus Christ who has confirmed the promise which came forth from his mouth. In Matthew 17, verse 10, and also verse 11. Verily I say unto you, Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. This distinguishes us from all the others. We don't follow a man. William Branham didn't establish a new religion, not a new denomination but the divine message of salvation he brought, the word of prophecy, the teaching word, everything what belongs to the evangelization, all this happened through his ministry. What was necessary doctrinally took place by his ministry. What was prophetically necessary happened through his ministry and all of us we are so glad with all our hearts about it that we also can hear his sermons from the 60s but let us say it once again not various directions which refer to Brenham or message but one living church of the living God, a blood-bought New Testament church washed in the blood of the Lamb, sanctified in the Word of God. And brothers and sisters, I may say it here, if you would all know how the hunger is in the believers now coming up to make the personal experiences of God, of salvation, to experience the new birth, to experience the renewing, putting off the old nature and putting on the new, just as we heard it in the word of introduction in Colossians, and then also in Romans, as we read it. How many are longing for it, to be baptized in the Spirit? Brothers and sisters, how many are longing for, to be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell it to you in the name of the Lord. All who are now called out as a pure word bride and don't let any wrong teaching, not one interpretation, not one mixing, they who don't let, let it be valid, or who don't receive it, but 
who are washed by the blood of the Lamb and who are, who are also cleansed and washed of all the heresies, taking a bath in the Word. And whoever takes a bath, he knows precisely how one immerses, how one is immersed into a bath. As we earthly are baptized by being immersed, so we, by the washing of the word, we are immersed, cleansed until the last yacht, unto the last verse, and absolutely nothing remains. No misunderstanding, no misinterpretation, no heresy, nothing, but nothing remains. And those who are part of this elect group, these are the children of promise. And the children of promise believe the word of promise and they receive the spirit of promise who, who leads us into all truth. And by the spirit of God, they are led from clarity to clarity, from truth to truth. And this is, and I just call it, the holy face in the plan of salvation now at the end of the time of grace, where we have abomination before any heresy, abomination before every idolatry, which is also done with a prophet here and there, just remaining sober, clear and true, walking with the Lord and being found in his word. Now, let me summarize of what it's all about today in this sermon. The precious word of introduction, the other words which were also read and then also the scripture which we referred to. He who is of God and born of God is a new man. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. The old is passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And Brothers and sisters, as certain as we, what we call entire message, as certain as you can believe it with all your heart that the Lord God has descended in a supernatural cloud and on the 11th of June 1933, appeared to the prophet William Branham, who had no idea for what God has chosen him already before the foundation of the world, 
And he was about to baptize the 17th person, a brother. When then the supernatural cloud came down with a rushing, when he, when he stood in the river Ohio, and then the mighty words were spoken as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ. So you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. This is, thus saith the Lord. And this divine message I have carried as the thus saith the Lord in the past 55 years over all the earth I carried it. And God has given grace. He has opened hearts and doors unto the ends of the earth. And now I may all Now I may all bless in all peoples, tongues and nations in the name of the Lord. Be blessed with the blessing of the Almighty God. By grace He has given us He has given us the grace to recognize the time and the message and the messenger and to have part in that what God has done after the passing of his, bro of his prophet. 1965 in December, the passing, but since 1966, the Lord has taken care for that the revealed Holy Word could be preached to all nations and tongues and all who find grace before God. They will add to the faith the obedience and will confirm it with a personal life, with a personal faith life, that they believe God's holy word and that they received what the Lord has given us through the finished work of redemption on the cross of Calvary. And that, what he has given us through the last message, through which everything was restored into its original condition. And thanks be to God, he has restored us. To the Lord our God be the glory now and throughout all eternity. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Let us stand up and pray. Lord Almighty God, with all my heart, I thank you for your grace and faithfulness, for your precious and holy word. And I thank you for all my brothers and sisters 
in all peoples and tongues and countries, in all races, in all nations. Dear Lord, I thank you for the transmissions. I thank you for all brothers who have part in it in the translations, in the transmissions. Dear Lord, I thank you and I ask you bless from the riches of your grace and complete your work of redemption in your blood-bought flock, spirit-baptized flock, unto the glorious day of your return. And we thank you that your coming is very, very near. Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. Come soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 